everyone, this is Andy Polk. And this is Ben Shaw. And this is BBJ, the Bathwater and the Baby Jesus podcast. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about worship. So everyone, this episode, we're going to be talking about worship. Uh, so this is something that it, it seems to be central to the Christian experience, right? Of what we talk about, what we emphasize, Christians who worship God. Uh, but that doesn't mean that it's not messy and complicated, especially as the way we as pretty messy people experience it. Yeah, I think it's good to start off the conversation with what we think our definition of worship is. Okay, you first. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, yeah. So, well, I mean, there's two ways that you can kind of define worship. You know, there's like the traditional churchy yeah. definition of like worship is a uh, time where people come together to collectively worship God in yeah. this situation. Obviously, we've got lots of other gods that we worship, which yeah. we, that's a maybe, <laughs> maybe a different conversation, uh-huh. but... I think that it's uh, the the other way to look at it is more of like a, a traditional historical definition of worship, right? So, okay, yeah. you know, you think about um, the ancient uh, Near Eastern cultures and and their idea of worship is totally different. Yeah. than, you know what ours is. And so, I, you know, I so think, what was theirs? That well, that out right. A bit. So, so you know, there was uh, separation, right? Only mm-hmm. only a select few were able to commune with the gods yeah. or God, and if you want to go with the our history, yeah, yeah. right? So you had the temple set up, and then there mm-hmm. was different layers of the temple. There was, you know, ritual sacrifice involved with animals, sometimes people. Yeah. Um, and you know, so that's not what we would typically, you know, think of when we say the word worship. Yeah, now. yeah. Not the temple cult, not sacred right. and profane necessarily, but yeah, coming together and singing or praising God or yeah. some combination of those, yeah. right? Oft, often with music in some way, but yeah. Well, yeah. I'm glad there's music, otherwise there yeah. I wouldn't have a job. Yeah. <laughs> so so what are the, the, the complicating factors for this, do you think, with people? I mean, you know, we're talking about bathwater and the baby Jesus of how we keep faith, but, but maybe throw out some of the other things. What Are we throwing out worship? Do we keep worship? What are, what are the things that people have problems with, you think, here? Well, you know, sometimes the music's bad. Yeah, that can that can do it sometimes. That sure. can do it, but it I, I think we're yeah. probably maybe digging a probably little deeper that. than that. Probably more, yeah. Yeah, you know, I think um, there's, there's a couple of things that come to mind when you ask that question. Um, first off, you know, worship can kind of be a bit shallow, right? Yeah. It, it, especially yeah. in a corporate setting because, uh-huh. I mean, for instance, as a worship director as a someone who actively works with pastors to plan a worship service you know we we try to make everything have some continuity but sometimes that's really difficult depending on what the topic is yeah sure but a lot of times you know and this is uh, from my limited experience in writing a a sermon i say Uh a A, as in one sermon (laughs) uh you know my experience with that was that I really wanted to dig deep and and just share yeah. all of this uh-huh. cool stuff that I learned about the topic. But yeah. then as I got to writing it, 
and thinking about the audience that I was writing and, and, and going to present it to, I didn't really want to get that deep because then people hope probably wouldn't get anything out of it. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, I think that's kind of a, a limitation in the corporate setting. Now, yeah. there are some people who may be able to do that mm-hmm. and get deeper in a better way. I, I guarantee you there are lots of yeah, people that can sure. do that. Um, but I think that probably the the vast majority of people who are putting together sermons and lessons and that kind of stuff, especially in, in a hour-long worship yeah. service or two and a half hour or, you know, whatever. Yeah, sure length of service that your your particular brand of Christianity uh, likes to have on a weekly basis, there's going to be only so deep that you can get into it. Yeah. And so that's definitely one limitation is it's just the, the depth of the experience. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I think that the depth is a good term here because... There, as you said, there's some things that are out of control. The situation itself can only allow, right? There's difference with a conversation. Right. You're having a conversation, there's there's give and take. There is, uh, we talked about it with, with preaching, it's a thing. There's something that happens in the air, right? You have you have what you, you've prepared, what you think, and yet you can't really control once you say it out there, what people take from it, right? So you, as you said, when you're preparing it and giving it, you have to have some idea of the audience and what's happening. The, the flip side of that for a lot of people is um, ju- just from the, the people that I know, friends and, and students that I work with and everything else is they, uh, I think some feel that the whole thing is a version of shallowness, right? And this is the the difficulty of, well, you, you come to, to corporate worship, right? What people actually say is you go to church. Right. To, to refill your get spiritual gas tank, right? You get pumped up for Jesus and then you go out. I mean, this is the part that I've had problems with. I, as, as you know, we're still friends and you're a worship director. I, I have I have issues with this, partly because I think for large portions of Christianity, their idea of Christianity is going to church. Yeah. And by going to church, it's going experiencing the worship in some way. Yeah. And then they go home with their regular people and regular lives. I, I, think, I don't think that's anything to do with Jesus and the way Jesus sure. talked about it. But there's still that, I, I think, a, a difficult dynamic, even for me, who's not a super emotional person. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. Um, I, I enjoy worship. I, I enjoy singing. I think there's 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 tremendous amount to that in the way that you think and the way that, I mean, for most people, actually, they get their theology from the songs more than they get the sermons. This sure. is, we've, we've had socio-scientific work that's been done on this. Most people understand even theology through songs because we remember them. They they fit. They, it's the which, way that we envision the world. Which can be a big problem. Can be a huge problem if you pay attention to the songs. It makes no sense. questionable. That's exactly right. Out there. So there's this balance. This is what I want to ask you because I know you feel this tension. There is there is a tension between you. It needs to be emotive. It needs to be emotional. It needs to be connecting. But there is a problem that I think churches have especially kind of protestant evangelical churches where the point of it somehow is to be really emotional right to really get you going and it there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of depth of what does this do afterwards yeah so how how do you how do you deal with that tension well let, all right so first of all i'll uh affirm your statement that that emotion is definitely sometimes uh, almost a manipulation of emotion yeah. is yeah. is the driving force behind planning. 
in my case, I really try to avoid that. Um, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn or yeah, anything, but yeah. just but, being aware of it, right? Yeah, you, well, you're, and you think of it, yeah. You know, uh -huh. that being said, I mean, we have controlled lighting, we sure. have good sound, yeah. we've got all of the stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but that's supposed to be a vehicle to allow people to experience God, not a mm. um, not not me trying to make them. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, 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 uh, what, sure. What, what my goal yeah, is in creating a worship experience, and I, that's a whatever term. Uh -huh. Some people hate that term. I, I Sometimes when I say it, I'm like, I don't know if I like it, but I can't think of any yeah. other way to describe it. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what I'm doing, yeah. is I'm creating a, a set time frame where people are encouraged to have some yep. type of an experience of worship. Not of me, not of the songs that we're doing, not of the pastors, but yeah. with God. And so in, in our case, um, our, the church that I work at has two worship styles. There's a traditional service yeah. and uh, the modern worship service, or mm. contemporary, or you know, there's lots sure. of names for that style of of service. And it's definitely modeled more around that, uh, you know, non-denominational um, worship experience yeah, with sure, the yeah. big band and the mm -hmm. and the modern songs that are, you know, uh, some of them are on the radio. You know, the the we could have a whole other conversation about worship <laughs> yeah. music and yeah. the in the industry yeah, and worship music, sure. which is yeah. uh -huh. uh, you know it's a thing. But the the whole point is that whenever I'm trying to create a worship experience, that it is one that doesn't have distractions. Yeah, right. So uh, I try to eliminate things that could. Mm. Take people yeah, out pull of people this, out. Yeah, yeah, that's that right. Yeah, of, you, of this environment. It's a that we're connection to with God, an idea that you're in the presence of God. Yeah, there's a lot there that I mean, from my experience, you're like, oh wait, what did that? Like, right, yeah. there's something I'll be that comes through. There's, yeah. there's a lot of stuff that and can that and all things us. aren't the same for all people that's right. either. I mean, yep. that's why there are so many different. That's right. You know, uh, I keep using the word brand, but there's different brands of Christianity, right? Yeah. There's different brands or styles of worship. Yeah, and there's not any one right way to. Yeah. to do a worship service. Yeah. And I say that worship service versus worship because I think those are two different things. Sure. Yeah. A worship service is a time where people come together to worship, but worship shouldn't be contained into that one or two yeah. hours on a Sunday morning, right? There's there's a whole lot more to, to that. And uh, I think just A, you know, and this may be a, a tangent, but um, a long time ago, whenever uh, the church became an industry, yeah, uh, Sunday mornings became the biggest point of uh, financial s support for yeah, that industry. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, then a lot of decisions went into being made about what do we do with Sunday morning Bringing worship? Bringing people in. We got to get, get people, people in. That's right, yeah. And, you know, yes, of yeah. course, there's... There, especially in the in the culture that I grew up in, the evangelicalism, it's it's uh, formed around saving souls and, yeah. and getting those those baptisms mm -hmm. done. You know, you got to hit your quota for the year. But as I've gotten older and I look back, I I realize that well, it takes a lot of money to put on the kind of production that they had, yeah. even when I was growing up. Uh -huh. I mean, we had a big production and it, there's nothing wrong with that so so don't me hear don't hear me saying you'll never hear me argue about yeah. more cool stuff in worship because yeah. i think it can be it can be beneficial but if the motivations behind it are yeah. not pure then it, it's very problematic yeah. because there's there's 
the motivations are not creating a, an yeah. environment for worship. They're manipulating people into having an emotional experience, which then uh, opens up their pocketbook. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and we have to admit there's an there's an issue of investment there too. Right? I mean, this is I think it's similarly connected to having really giant churches with wonderful facades that you can see from the street over there. So you come over and you get people. And, and as you said, there can be positive motivations to these types of things. If we get them in the doors and they hear the message and they'll accept Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, and then it'll go. My concern is that in my experience, for most of those communities where that's the thing, when the goal of church is to get people into church, quote unquote, right? Get them on Sunday mornings, get them involved in the programs. All of Christianity, the totality of it seems to be going to church. And again, I just don't think that has much to do with the ethic of Jesus, the, sure. the, the gospel, the way we move in the world that is called the kingdom of God, right? That the vast overwhelming majority of our lives are outside of the church doors. Well, look look at the look at the the ministry of Jesus in in that time. Was it ever built around people coming to him? In fact, most of the time when people came to him, he tried to get out of there. Yeah. Like he he did. Yeah, certainly with Mario yeah, escaping the crowds I mean, and all for the, this. Yeah, sure, yeah. There's a couple of examples where that doesn't really work, like yeah. the Sermon on the Mount, because there was obviously times when he was proselytizing yeah. and saying stuff, and mm -hmm. and it was intended for the people to hear. But for the most part, he went to people. Mm -hmm. He didn't ask them to come to the, to him. Yeah. And, and so again, uh, part of the the. The structure that we have set up, which I didn't create it, but I, I'm a part of it, yeah. and, and I'm I'm okay with that because I, I see a lot of good. That, there's good in that, it, yeah, that, even if there's that comes problems. In it. Sure. sure, and there's problems with any system, mm -hmm. um, but but I agree with you. All, all that to say, I agree that that uh, the the if you even want to say the biblical yeah. version of church uh, started with Jesus, uh, as we understand it, and and that was not the way that we kind of approach it now. Yeah. Yeah, more organized, more institutional. Um, and, and that, again, can be good. Organization is good. Institutional, I'm not sure. Then we get into issues of, you know, once you have a movement that becomes solidified and then it's institution and then you have a mortgage and then you have, and I talked about, I think this is a problem of church. It's, it's a, when it becomes a permanent thing, the existence of it is all that really matters. Because if, if it doesn't exist, if this congregation doesn't exist, we can't do any good. And so it turns right. out we can justify virtually anything with that. Part of what we talk about or don't talk about from the pulpits um, of how we get people in the doors, right? And this sure. becomes getting butts in the seats and therefore you got to have a big event and it comes through and, and very little of it I don't think it's anti-gospel. I just don't think it's gospel. I think it's another thing. And there's part of that that's okay. Yeah. As long as we admit part of this is not it's not it's not gospel stuff. But it can be. It, right? It, Worship it can be, be. Getting people there can be a part of it. The the community and organization can be. But we have to admit there's some difficulties in all of that. Yeah, it, it should be a supplement. Yeah. Right? It should be a yeah. part of your of your Christian yeah. life. Uh, yeah. it shouldn't be the center point. It should yeah. it should be something that uh you know and and this is my personal opinion, but I think I think it's good for if people can find energy in something, right? So if they come yeah. Sunday morning and they get energized, there's nothing wrong with that. Um 
but yeah, hopefully energized towards something. Yeah. Yeah. It's hopefully forcing, it's yeah, towards sure. yeah. uh, you know, spinning the other six days yeah. or six and a half, really. You know, uh-huh. you think about Sunday morning, it's for the most part. Yeah. Depending on your uh, culture again, sometimes. Yeah. You know, they've got Sunday mornings, Wednesday nights. Yeah, yeah. Thursday sometimes nights. Sometimes you come back for Sunday night if you're really yeah. if you're really pious. If That's you're right. That's what we did. <laughs> but oh yeah, me too. Uh, you know, I, I think that uh, it should just be it should be that a supplement. Yeah. Um, so I don't know or have a magic solution on how to how to fix it. I don't think anybody does, and I don't know that it can be fixed. You know. Yeah. Quote unquote, you know, scare quotes fixed. But you know, I do think there are a lot of problems with um, with the the depth of a worship experience and so i'm curious what uh what you think we could do um or if there isn't anything to do to to help people kind of find the balance between um maybe issues that they have and uh the positive you know gains that they can get does that make sense yeah it does i i think as you said, I don't know if this is going to be totally sufficient, but I'll tell you what I, the way that I now view corporate worship, church, right, going to church. And and I think it's it's important for us to pause before that, though, to acknowledge again the the main point of BBJ, right, bathwater and the baby Jesus thing we're doing is not to not to fix, not to get Christianity right, not to say what it is. But at the bare minimum, acknowledge that we feel this way, right? That there yeah. are faithful people who want to follow God and, and want to understand what that means. That the, the whole Christian package doesn't seem to fully make sense. And our answer is that's okay. Yeah. You aren't less righteous or pious or less of a Christian. You can you can have problems with Christian worship and church and all like that that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, because there is, I think that's the overarching idea that if you aren't all in with it, well, then you, you're not a real Christian. You need to. And that's an understanding because it's often explicitly said from pulpits. Oh, right? yeah. You need well, to be a part of the, the congregation. You need to come through. All that can be beneficial when and if it's beneficial. Well, yeah, I mean, there was sometimes a reason. Sometimes it's not. There was a reason I was at church every Sunday yep. morning and Sunday night and Wednesday nights because that's what my parents said we were yep. going to do because that's what. The pastor said you, we yep, should do. That's that's exactly how it should work. And uh, you know that's not always the case. You know, I, yeah. I, as I have, uh, I think I said this before. Uh, one of the the greatest uh, experiences of God that I've ever had was by myself in the woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was in nature, experiencing yep. this creation and, and this yeah. this world that we live in. And those are the moments when I ha- actually find it easiest to believe in God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because there's no people around. There's uh-huh. just stuff that, I, you know, it, it gets me thinking about like, this is here. How did it get here? I, you know, it, yeah. it grew. Well, why did it grow? Yeah. Because there was a system put in place that allowed that to happen. Yeah. And. And that's that's just really cool. And, and so I, I have a lot easier time believing that uh, God created this world. Mm-hmm. However, that happened. I don't know how. Yeah, I mean, sure. I don't think any of us know how. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it had to come from somewhere, and, mm-hmm. and I just have a hard time believing that it's just completely random. Yeah. 
Um, that being said, there I'm sure there are people who could argue that point all day long, and that's yeah. fine because I'm not a biological scientist. Well, it and, comes, and, yeah, it comes you know. back to the the connect. Even your point beforehand about what we call worship has not always been the traditional understanding of worship within the Christian tradition, right? If it is experiencing the presence of God, right? The, the famous Brother Lawrence's, you know, practicing the presence of God, right? It's this understanding the, in the monastic tradition that what you try to do is understand you are in the presence of God always. It's it's a form of worship, right? If right. you if you experience God in that way, that that's the other aspect of it that I think is problematic that we do, I think unintentionally, if worship is coming here and singing these songs and going through and you feel the presence of God here, our language, I, I hope accidentally, unintentionally, is as if God lives here, right? This is where you go and this is where you experience God and then you go out into the real world. That That is heretical. That is antithetical to the understanding of Jesus, that God is alive and active and moving in the world. So to me, let me me throw this by you of my understanding now, the way that I try to deal with worship and church, is that this is the time that Christians come together and remind each other how the world really works. It, it this combines maybe Sunday school or you know what are the people small groups life groups worship all of it together. What we do is we come together as a community and remind each other of the gospel, right? That we are all loved by God equally, equally damned, equally loved, equally saved. That it is the ministry of reconciliation. But as we've talked about before, that has intense implications on the way we view and work in the world. Right. There's no hierarchies. It changes our understanding of power and prestige. It changes our, our understanding of money and security, right? It's incredibly difficult stuff. So what we do is come together and remind each other that Jesus was right, right? We. And worship is a part of that. I, I truly believe that. To, yeah. to honor God, to pra- it's good and right for the people of God to praise God. But that is a reminder that the world is the way Jesus said it was. So that now, it's, and this is why it, it sounds akin to filling your spiritual gas tank. But I, I think I mean it in a different way than most of the times I've heard. It's not being pumped up and you right. feel really good. And then you go out and watch some Titans football or whatever. We give away our location right now. <laughs> Ain't nobody Tennessee. feeling good about and no one's, That did not go right well now. last time. But right, that, that's the way it is. To me, That's it's a shallow misunderstanding. No, what it is is we have to come together and remember the way that the world actually works. Yeah. And and also I think hopefully in that have some times where we say, listen, this is what I'm trying to do and it oh, it didn't go well or what do you think I should do? We also help each other. Right. We're imperfect people yeah. trying to do this. There's definitely value together. in community and 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 that's regardless of any yeah. setting. There's value in community. Yeah. Uh, and knowing that we're not alone in this journey that we're on and and that I think one of the problems that we have with church is just like you put on your Sunday best, you put on yeah. your Sunday face, mm-hmm. you show up trying to make it seem as if you've got everything figured yeah. out, when in reality we're we're all yeah. you know trying to keep our heads above water. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so while there's value in community, I think the intention and the purpose behind it, if it if yeah. it's not communicated, and those things aren't 
regularly mentioned from that, your pulpit. That's probably the way. Yeah, sure. Then, then that's yeah. where you run into this uh, piety. You know, yeah. over, we're we're here. Yeah. Because this is the you know we've got it figured yeah. out. Yeah, um, that's a that's a really good point. Maybe that is in some sense uh, the the answer to your question. The best that we can do is admit what we're really doing. Yeah. Right. We we in constantly not like behind right. the scenes is you said from yeah. the pulpit from the stage from where it, right that what we don't know we don't have it all figured out we're coming together here to 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 try and and even though we are imperfect and we don't understand and we seem to be bumbling and keeping our heads barely above water even then we can still worship god Absolutely. right we can still praise we can it's enough for god right this is the thing yeah. who we are as we are is enough for god so we can come and that's not just coming on sunday mornings it Sunday mornings when we have other people in community say, yeah, you're okay, you're, you're fine, right? And there may be times that like, that's not, you're being a jerk, stop that, right? We right. also do that, but not with people who we know, who know us, yeah, who care about us, who we have lived experience with, that's where all of that comes together. And worship can be a part of that. I think it should be a part of that, but worship is not Christianity. Sure. It's it's something that Christians do, but yeah. it's not Christianity, and so dealing with with that is is difficult. Yeah, because even I say that if if someone is is a listener is like, yeah, that's that's great, but that's not the church that I go to, right? Sure. That's not what I have. I, I don't have an answer for that. I've struggled with that for for a long time. Yeah. I think it's finding a community in which you can be yourself and that be okay. Yeah. But sometimes that's a lot easier said than done, especially if you want to perhaps stay in a tradition or in a town or in an area that you love and have great connections with. And yet um, the here's, church here's, community doesn't seem to be Here's that. an interesting litmus test for y'all out there. And, and I may try this. I may not because I'm also working on Sunday mornings. So the next time that you go to church, count the number of times that you say to somebody, good morning, how are you? And their response is, I'm fine. How are you? Yeah. Um, I guarantee you it's over 10. Yeah. But, and then on the flip side, count how many times people actually tell you how they are. Yeah. Uh, and if the answer is zero, then maybe there's not enough people that you're talking to at church that are being honest with you. <laughs> Yeah. About how they are. And and now, you know, I say that I'm not I don't think people come to in a community to air their dirty laundry or their issues. Yeah. But at the same time, wouldn't it be a great experience mm -hmm. if people came together and truly shared the struggles that they were having every week? Because I think the, the hardest part that a lot of people have is they feel like they're alone in their struggles. Yeah. Right. And so I mean, we we are all all you know equally damned. I think that yeah. part is 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 the part that kind of gets tough sometimes. Is that we we feel like we're all alone. With yeah. it. We're dealing with this yeah. whatever whatever it is that you've got going on in your lives, and it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. You know, I I think if people were truly honest answering that question whenever they came in the door, most people wouldn't even get inside the building. Yeah. And, and we, we certainly recognize that that's not right. There can be 
painting with the large brush thing of, well, at church, we got to come together and we got to be open and we got to be, I mean, with some people, yeah. And with other people, no. Yeah. Right. There are some people that it, it's just a general polite thing. I don't know this person. Right. So I'm right. not going to be like, well, let me tell you about Wednesday. Yeah. It and was geographically, really, we are in the South and, yep. and that is certainly a polite There's thing to polite do. Polite niceness. Yeah, yeah. That you come through. And I'm sure not to yeah. say that people in the Midwest aren't polite or nice or, or any other region, yeah. but that is certainly a Southern American yeah. tradition of being polite. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. Uh, you know, no, ma'am. Yeah. And that may be, that may be a, a good difference too that can help us at least keep it in our heads in terms of what you're talking about of depth and shallowness. There is a difference between being polite and being kind. Yes, that's right? good. That's um, good. We in our certainly in our church cultures and certainly for us, as you said, in, in, in the Southeast in our church cultures and the Bible Belt, it is almost as if it's more important to be polite than to be kind, right? Because you can be, right? You can be unkind as long as you're polite when you do it. We call it bless, passive aggressiveness. Bless, bless your heart. Hearts. I would never have done that. I don't understand, but I guess that's okay for them, right? We have all these stories of it. Let's let's concentrate on kindness, right? Yeah. Kindness is at least being up front it's being it's being real but it's just trying to not be an a-hole all the time did you see how i filtered myself clearly right good. there for our audience that was um, good i don't know uh, if he'll uh, cut that maybe later uh, another no it's fine. yeah i i think another uh thought that i just had while, we, while we've been talking which actually goes back to an earlier portion of this conversation we have actually created a modern temple system with structures oh. in place, you know, if you think about it, uh, just like back in back in the day, as we'll, <laughs> we'll say, <laughs> back in the day, there was a temple system, right? So God was separated from yeah. people, yeah. right? And there was a a you had to come to the temple uh -huh. to uh, have the experience with God, and so I think that we kind of have set up the same idea, oh, yeah. and, and mm -hmm. a lot of people approach their whole. Uh, religious experience based around you have to go to church to experience God, yeah. and and I think that's wrong. And uh, you know, th this all kind of comes together: I experiencing church, experiencing community. Um, it does. It, it shouldn't just be on Sunday mornings. And hopefully, uh, kind of bringing it back to the the point we were just having, or the conversation we were just having about community and, uh, and and being able to be kind is that you know you can find a group of people within your larger church that you can have those how are you conversations and they are open and honest yeah. and deep and meaningful and that those are the those are the things that can be energizing about yeah. worship and about church and and uh, you know there's also um, some problematic stories that I've heard. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if you've heard of the uh, the Fall of Mars Hill podcast oh, that came out. Yeah. Did you Did you I listen to any of that? To it, no, but yes, Fan, fantastic is, uh -huh. podcast. It was put put out by Christianity Today, uh -huh. uh, which is mind blowing that Christianity Today put yep. that out. But you know, one of the things that I have appreciated that they're trying to do is have a lot of transparency in reporting the bad stuff that happens yeah. along with the good. And so that you know, that's a at least a good, honest sure. approach to it, uh, re regardless of some of the other structural problems with that organization. But I mean, what organization 
doesn't have structural yeah. problems. Anyway, I say all that to say that you know there there was uh, a lot of manipulation and judgment and stuff yeah. that happened even in the small group settings. And but a lot of that comes from the top, right, and, and from the the leadership yeah. of, the, of the church or organization that you're a part of. And if it's a healthy, um, open, honest conversation about the realization that a the pastor nor anyone actually knows or has this stuff figured out and we're yeah. all kind of working through it together in my opinion that's a that's the good starting point for a healthy worshiping congregation yeah yeah that honesty becomes the standpoint of yeah we don't have it all figured out and yet here we are right. trying in trying as talking and trying as listening, trying as learning and growing and trying right. as worshiping together that we have something here. Well, and we said in our first episode that we don't have the answers. Yeah. And that there's, we're not going to tell you what the answer is. And I don't think anybody should. And whenever people are certain that the Bible says this or certain that the Bible says that, that's when you really start running into problems. Yeah. Yeah, I think my understanding is that even when we get to Jesus, right? This is, we, we've talked about several times, we'll come back. Jesus' disciples didn't get Jesus. If the people who literally experienced Jesus didn't understand him, crowds gathered and then he said some crazy stuff and they left and the disciples were always like, you're not really doing this right. And Jesus like, oh, okay, right? That has to give us some hope of this. If you, if you're Jesus, if you're God, makes perfect sense, never challenges you, never confuses you, everything is figured out, then you have a Jesus and a God of your own making. And so church is much like that too. If it's we come together and the thing that we do is is a, a corporate body, as a community, is agree like, yeah, this is all right, right? I just I don't know that how there's any opportunity for not just for growth, but for realism there. Sure. So let, let me, let me, let, let's zag a little bit. Okay. Because this is one that I've had in my back pocket that I want to ask you about. Oh, okay. Who uh, actually knows music. If y'all music. can see the mischievous yes, grin I know, on I do. his face right now. Um, let's, let's talk a little bit, because it's connected to war, worship, about contemporary Christian music. Okay. Okay. So... One, I don't want to date Jesus. Okay. I don't I don't think I'm supposed to, and yet I listen to a lot of contemporary Christian music and I, I feel like I should Jesus is my boyfriend and I, that's creepy to me and weird and I don't know what's happening. Yeah. But but also this Yeah. E- even movement for we as Christians we should be listening to Christian music and we should go through I I mean, even old hymns, as we said, have some really problematic and like yeah. theology that doesn't make sense. When we get to contemporary Christian music, I'm not even sure there's theology in there. It's just kind of the same stuff over and over. That So what what do you do with that as a person who, one, directs worship and thinks about this a lot, two, plays, I think you're at 79 instruments now and understands <laughs> music in every way. How, how do you interact with contemporary Christian music? Um, well, you know, I have a unique... Uh, relationship with contemporary Christian music and that I don't listen to CCM radio ever. Okay. Um, 
I, I use Spotify, you know, I, I, no, no free plugs here, but <laughs> whatever music streaming app you would like to use. But Spotify, if you want to, if you want to sponsor us, that's fine. But this was not, it's a free endorsement. Yeah, that's right. Sure. No, uh, I, I, you know, peruse playlists on there and yeah. uh, kind of rely on recommendations from people that mm. I know about songs that they're liking. Um, Okay, so so that's the first relationship. I I personally am not a fan of contemporary Christian radio styles okay. of music. Um, however, there is another genre of Christian music that's kind of emerged in the last ten or fifteen years, which is more of like the worship genre. Yeah, a lot of them are like live recordings uh-huh. from concerts that are um, you know these. Uh, either churches worship teams that have you know like elevation worship sure. uh you know river valley worship the, okay. bethel music you mm-hmm. know these are all these were all kind of spurred out of churches who decided that they wanted to come together and and uh you know i think hillsong and, and really, they write music yeah. too right this is yeah, where some writing, of our contemporary worship songs, songs come from and, yeah and um you know sometimes there's the theology of their particular brand of Christianity yeah. is what's written into the music. And mm-hmm. uh, if I ever come across songs that are questionable in their theology, I, I tend to stay away from them yeah. because I, I have a hard time. Because like you said earlier, I mean, people, I would say, I mean, I'm just, you know, that, that old adage about percentages is 90% of percentages are, yeah, are, are made, made up. up in the spot. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm going to make one up on the spot, but I'm yeah. going to say probably half, half of the folks that I come, guess, sure. you know, to a worship service are getting half of their, or if not more, uh, what they oh, take away so, is the far, music yeah. uh-huh. and, and the words uh, in those. And so it's, it's important and valuable to make sure that, um, that there's not a lot of problematic theology in, yeah. in the songs that we sing. Um, in fact, the uh, the Methodist Church uh, put put out a list like they they had a team that analyzed uh, the top 100 CCLI songs and and kind of made this metric about how it lines up with Wesleyan theology. <laughs> yeah, it, and uh, and oh. so so you know I mean. It, yeah, they which is it. both helpful and and my immediate thing is, uh, oh no, are we like okay, we're gonna, yeah, you know, how how Methodist is this song that we're gonna go through? Yes, they're that, not the only I, ones who do that, but like okay, right. <laughs> I say all that to say that while I don't, I didn't agree with all of their opinions yeah. on some of the songs, um, I do think it's helpful for people who are planning worship services to know, yeah what they're actually putting out there as a part of their worship Mm -hmm. experience. So uh, to answer your first question, what what do I think about CCM music? I think that back, uh, we're going to blame Hillsong on this. Um, (laughs) You know, they kind of started the the idea that, hey, we could make good music that is... uh, also sells our brand of theology. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Hillsong started as a church, you know, church in Australia, and, uh-huh. they, and it it literally in the '90s they made a business decision to whenever they realize they they put together an album and Darlene, yeah. um, Z- I don't know how to say her name. No. I've never known Zetch, mm-hmm. something like that. It starts with, has a D and a Z in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but she was kind of their first big recording artist uh-huh. that that came out of the Hillsong Church, and they were like. 
holy crap yeah. we can we can this make it works lot, we can yeah. make a lot of money and uh-huh. and fund our ministry that's right uh-huh. and and if you followed any of the stuff that's happened and with yeah. Hillsong in the last I mean, and i'll you know i'll say this uh, and to anybody who who asked we don't do Hillsong songs at our church anymore yeah which really bummed me out because one yeah. of my favorite songs of all time is written by Hillsong. yeah sure and we don't we yeah. we're not doing anymore because i can't I can't support the ministry that treats people the way that they have treated people. And that's just sucks so much, but that's just, that just what happened. Um, so I, you know, those, the source of the songs matters to me. It doesn't matter to everybody. And, and I've heard and seen the argument be like, well, you know, good stuff can come from bad people and that's fine, but I don't have to. Um, support that. Yeah, and, yeah, and and if that's how you want to approach it, go for it. Yeah, I, that's fine. I, I I don't have an issue with that, but I do have an issue with because the problem is that every time we play and sing a song, I report it to CCLI, which is a licensing. Oh yeah, a company yeah, for Christian music, and, and so they get they get paid uh-huh. every time I report uh, or anybody else reports. Now yeah. you know, am I making a any financial impact on the Hillsong ministry? No, yeah. I'm not. But that's not the point yeah. for me. It's it's more of a, yeah. a principle than anything. Um, all that being said, uh, they figured out that you know they can make a lot of money with it, and so that kind of started the worship music industry. Yeah. Um, and then you take take that along with that uh, evangelical idea of the personal relationship with God. Uh-huh. And it became very me, yes. me and Jesus yeah. type centered, yeah. which then we're all singing in a corporate atmosphere. I mean, there's and literally yet it's a song, just me with God yeah. personally. Yeah. yeah, there's literally a sure. song by Jars of Clay called "Love Song to His Savior." Savior. Oh yeah, which is a great song. Yeah. I lo- and I love Jars. I actually of Clay. love Jars of Clay. They're no, one of my favorite bands. Period. Well, and I don't like contemporary Christian music. No, no, but no I no, love they, Jars yeah, of Clay. You know, and they. I, I also, am which a fan. also is not endorsing us in any way. No, so it's, no, um, it's but. But one of the things that uh, you know, that we, we're not going to get into a song breakdown. That's that's another yeah, podcast. Let's not do that one. There are other people that do that. <laughs> um, but uh, I say that to say that the idea of this kind of uh, me and Jesus kind of mentality, yeah. whenever yeah. it came to writing songs, turned into a lot of like Jesus is my boyfriend, Jesus mm-hmm. is my girlfriend type songs, and uh, and and they they were popular because they sold. Yeah, yeah, they were popular. <laughs> I mean, they were popular. Was, right? Yeah, they were popular, and through. so yeah, it works. Oh well, well that that uh, uh-huh. formula worked. Yeah. Let's do that again. Um, and I think that one of the things that I like about a lot of the churches that have started putting out mm-hmm. worship tunes is they've kind of gotten away from that and it's not as popular in the last yeah. you know I'll say from 2015 2014 on you don't see that quite as much and I know uh, you know we always remember the music from our formative years right so, oh sure yeah. so it's definitely I, I know what you're talking it about it makes but an I, impact yeah I, but, sure. but you still see that on, yeah. on CCM radio yeah. and yeah. I get people that will send me songs be like you guys should you do this do in it. church yeah. and it's like a Toby Mac song and I'm like I can't a who's going to sing along with us yeah. which is important to me yeah. may not be important for other churches yeah. that's okay yeah. I'm not here to judge other people's worship styles yeah. because I mean I you know I don't like other styles of worship you know the the church that I work at has a traditional service it's not my cup of tea yeah 
but that doesn't mean that um, you know it's bad or wrong because a lot of people really find yeah it's a preference and solace that's fine yeah it's that. part of and what art is and that's what, awesome yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I have no issues with that I think the conversation that we're having is all of the stuff that is kind of uh, beyond the music and worship or beyond the music um, VH1 sorry yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like behind the music yeah, yeah yeah that's what it is yeah um, no, yeah so let me let me run this this idea by you okay um so this is related to music it's related to contemporary christian music and it is it is one of my pet theories okay <laughs> okay so polkism all right that in in modern evangelicalism we have created a religion that is christian in the way that christian music is christian Right. So with music, we talk about genres, right? We have we have rock, we have pop, right? Those are both where they're made. It's also the different instruments, right? It's different beats that they have. Christian music is not a genre like that because there's Christian pop and rock and rap and country and all of that. Right. It's it's even saying a subgenre is difficult, right? It's it doesn't have those elements. It can use any of them. So what makes Christian rock different from quote unquote secular rock like regular rock well the answer is uh it's cleaner and it mentions jesus and or god more and my theory is that that concept christian as that type of an adjective has been transcribed it's a chicken and egg thing maybe i don't know which direction it all came from but a difficulty with very popular evangelicalism is it seems that's that's what it means to be Christian. Just like everyone else, but you're cleaner and you mention God more. You have Jesus. You don't cuss or you don't drink, at least not when other people are around, you don't write. And it's not morality. It's not about power. It's not about yeah. money. It's not about prestige. It's not about how we act in the world and the lost and the, the 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 ones who are oppressed and dispossessed. It's not about any of that stuff. That stuff's like political. But but what you do, you can be Republican or Democrat like everyone else, but you're Christian, which means you're clean and you mention Jesus. What think ye? I, I I think that that's a fair analysis. I think that's a fair theory. Um, I would question your example of rock because, I mean, if you want to tell the difference between Christian rock and regular rock is that the regular quality. rock was a lot better. <laughs> yeah, that's, okay. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. You know, I, I think uh-huh. there are genres of Christian music that's really good. I think, yeah. I think a lot of um, hip-hop uh, music has actually been really good in the last yeah. several years, like Lecrae and artists mm-hmm. like that. I mean, they had huge crossover. I say I hate crossover, the word crossover yeah. success. Yeah, yeah. Um, but a lot. Of, you look at a lot of the bands that are popular that Christians or evangelicals, especially, kind of latch onto, or those are actually bands that aren't Christian bands. Yeah. They're just Christians in a band, uh-huh. like Switchfoot. Like sure. they, you know, they never wanted or intended, and they really weren't a yeah. Christian band. But boy, Christians do love some Switchfoot. Now, I also love Switchfoot, yeah. so I won't. I'm not. I'm not bad mouthing sure. them in the least. I, I love their music. Um, but you look at you look at bands like like Thrice, for instance. I'm not sure if you're familiar with not them. Not, uh-huh. it, they're a rock band. Mm. Uh, you know, kind of 
started off as like a post-punk and then kind of morphed into more of like a, a modern, I don't know. It's hard to define yeah. thrice other than it's good. <laughs> uh, but, you know, um, the lead singer for thrice, Dustin Kinsrew, he, he was, <laughs> unfortunately, he will, he will, he has said this. I've heard this uh, interview on many podcasts that he regrets this to this day, but he was actually a, uh, worship leader for Mars Hill. Oh, um, yeah. You know, before the all of the like, I think in like two thousands. Okay, he, he did that for a couple of years. So I mean, he he was definitely a a Christian in a rock band, right? Mm-hmm. And and you can hear it. One of my favorite songs. I recommend this. Go listen to it. It's called "Come All You Weary." Uh. I think it's pretty yeah. easy to immediately pick yeah. up on the the scriptural undertones in that song just by the title. Yeah. Um, but I say all that to say that. Uh, Regular rock music is better. Uh, yeah. Uh, but this doesn't is my that opinion. also make a difference, right, in terms of, I think that may be a distinction even we're talking about. There's a difference between something that is labeled, produced, and sold as Christian music yeah. and Christians producing music, yeah. right? People affect, like, I mean, maybe this is the this is the analogy, right? I'd rather us all be... Christians who go to church than church members or, right, I don't know how to make this through. I think we're human beings like other human beings. What we're trying to do is live as if we believe the world was in a different way. That's a different thing than Christian as in Christian music. Yeah, I'm clean and I mentioned Jesus. I know my good church Jesus answers and then that's how I'm different. It doesn't make you different and certainly doesn't make you persecuted by the way um, <laughs> that you're going to church and it's really hard for you to go to church. I mean in our context this is worse but that that's another thing that we'll get to maybe in, in a different topic but this is another church and worship thing of you know you go to you know the, the median household income is like $115,000 and you're in the buckle of the Bible belt and you go to church and everyone you know is goes to church and you have but it's hard to be a Christian. Oh, look we're being persecuted. You are persecuted is advantageous. Doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah. But let's I'm sure let's... I'm sure there's research to back up the statement that I'm about to just say off the top of okay. my head. But I would imagine it's actually as you said more advantageous to be a Christian in the Bible belt than not, especially when it comes to economic opportunities. Yep. I would think so. Social and economic opportunities, yes. So. Yeah. And so we write that it's still worship, it's still it's still practicing the presence of God. It's still finding ways that we connect with God and with each other as we try to connect with God, right? Maybe that's what we're talking about with worship. It is it is doing this with God and each other. And sometimes, as you said, sometimes it's our own experience with God. Sometimes it's with other people and we need each other, right? And I think we do need each other to figure out this really difficult thing in a really messy, broken world. So worship is necessary. It is. It's good for us to be reminded of the world in which the world that God is creating. Yeah. But worship is not Christianity. Um. It doesn't make it doesn't make things easier. It doesn't make it clear or better, but it's it's difficult. Sure. And we hope you know, listeners, we hope you find a place where you can again, you can be yourself. You can find those. Yeah. In my experience, often there's more pockets of that in places that you don't think it's there. It just takes 
someone being kind of honest enough with people right. that that some people still give you the stink eye and you're being improper and you're not supposed to. But man, yeah. if you're one of those people searching and you hear someone else, it 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 perks up, right? It does, yeah. It, it, and yeah. you know, it, it, it's it's funny too because I am um, I am what you would call an introvert, uh-huh. and I don't ever want to talk to people yeah and i don't ever want people to talk to me which is really funny considering the line of work uh-huh. that I'm in. that's right but, yeah you know and, and so we i had a conversation with somebody recently and they they said uh they said this about like uh being an introvert versus extrovert it's, mm-hmm. uh, i get my energy off of being alone yeah right so mm-hmm. that's kind of that's the de- what yeah you know, that's, that's what, what yeah that's what those is. are so mm-hmm. yes i can appear to be completely uh-huh. comfortable in those scenarios but yeah. gosh when i'm out of but it, it drains I'm you drained. you need time and, by and yourself I, sure. and i imagine there are people out there so and that's a definitely a, an obstacle in trying yeah, to find absolutely a community to, to, absolutely uh, to worship with because a, a lot of people who are interviewed they're they're yep one of their biggest fears ever is the stand up and welcome your neighbor portion oh of a, of, yeah, of a worship right. service, uh-huh. which is pretty common in our area uh-huh. and brand of Christianity. Yeah. So, um, you know, there, there's going to be times that uh, you might have to kind of step outside of that comfort zone to maybe actually find a real and authentic community that you can yeah. be a part of. Yeah. Um, and, and we, I think we also should note here at the end that you can find authentic community outside of church absolutely and outside of christianity absolutely that we are all human beings and i have wonderful friends that's my closest friends aren't aren't christians some are are lapsed christians some just don't have nothing to do with any of it They're, they're no less friends no less worthwhile and and often actually help me tremendously in my understanding of christianity in the world and how it works through sure um, I do think it's helpful and important for you to have other people who are trying to do this thing too. Yeah. Uh, just because you can have the common thing to talk about of, of what this means, but we acknowledge that that's really difficult. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah. Especially in a uh, region of the country, and I keep going to regions because because that's where we are. Um, that kind of looks down on asking these questions yes you know yeah. it's it's not exactly encouraged sure. and so it can be even more difficult to start those conversations about you know if you're having questions or you don't understand uh you know the what your pastor said and yeah. then what, what the bible actually yeah. when you read it or, that doesn't or, seem to make sense it yeah, what make you sense doing there? yeah sure you know uh it can be hard to ask those questions, especially whenever you've seen other people ask questions and be ostracized. Yeah, there are communities out there that will not ostracize you for asking questions. So if you're in one, you may you may try to find yeah. something else. And, 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 and sometimes that hurts. It's the uh, community you grew up in. You love. We both experience that in in those ways. But yeah, this this is maybe a quintessential bath water in the baby Jesus. You want you want Jesus. You want faith, but it doesn't seem to fit. The faith you have or the faith you're growing into doesn't fit the community you're with. That hurts sometimes. But it, it doesn't mean necessarily the answer is there's no God and, and none of this matters. You have that part that you have. You can question, you can move through. Yeah. But you it is. We need people who we can be ourselves with. Absolutely. And that, that is okay. Yep. Maybe that's all we want as humans, right? That there's that part. And we believe from our Christian standpoint, because that's a reflection of God in all of us. That's who we are. Um, 
it's just a lot easier said and desired than than to find. So we we hope we hope you can find it uh, in the ways, and if if we can help you do that, then then we will. If there's any way to do it, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll give the email again at the end of the episode. But if you have questions or or need some help uh, finding a community, you know you can That's email right. us yeah. babyjesuspodcast at gmail dot com, and uh, we'd love to hear from you and hopefully uh, maybe give you some resources. Uh, That's right. Yeah, you know, um, or, or some good starting points. Yeah. Well, we hope that you have found today's conversation about worship uh, meaningful for you, and we hope that we can uh, uh, have you with us next time as we continue to have these conversations uh, about uh, working through and, and figuring out what uh, what we can throw out and still retain our faith in Jesus. If you have questions, uh, if you want to reach out and let us know what you think we're doing right or what you think we're doing wrong, uh, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at babyjesuspodcast at at email. At (laughs) email.com. Oh, man. Let's try that again. Babyjesuspodcast at gmail.com. Have a great week. Thanks, everyone.